0: This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. Robert Moore has spent the last 20 years fighting for redemption. A foolish moment could have cost him his career. Robert learned from it and has become better for it. He's spent the last 14 years trying to make, not take photos, of the LA Galaxy.
1: When I'm there at the game and, and I'm, I'm doing the same thing, the, the warm-ups happen the same way. And... You know, I could be there, I could capture it, but I'm killing myself trying to figure out something different, a different place to be, a different... Even though they're doing the same thing, do that every game. And when I don't do that, I get angry at myself. And I was frustrated before the game yesterday. I was like, man, there's... You know, the lighting is horrible and this and that and, you know, whatever. But it's because, you know... I do care about wanting to make those images that I'm in that mindset of, no, I, I gotta make something out of this. You know what I mean? And, and that's yeah. that, that's important for, for people to carry with them. Like, you can't just keep making that, that same stuff and that you're good at.
0: I'm Matt Brown, host of Just A Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. My guests have ranged from basketball coaches, writers, and gold medal winner, Jenny Topping getting on that podium you're trying to put it together like what is and I just remember what is what is the point of this having that feeling and you know I'm bending down and they're putting the gold medal around my neck and I look up into the stands and my parents and my sister and her boyfriend at the time and an aunt are all just just bawling they're crying and I, I sort of put it together. I was like, wow, this is this is you know, at that time this is this was my give back to my family who sacrificed everything for me. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor before diving into part two of my conversation with Robert Mora. At what point do you decide you're gonna make
1: a jump to Getty? Well, I mean, that wasn't really by my choice, to be honest with you. Um, you know, again, we talk about ego, and like when I was at that, at that point, after two successful years, and you know, like you're just working like a dog, you oh. get to the point where you kind of feel like, you know, what am I doing? What's in it for me? How you know? And and I had a massive ego working for the senior photographer of the league, you know, with the hottest team, yeah, in a sexy town, success, like you know, living like rock stars. Like I'm saying, we go places. You're not paying for things to eat. And you're, how old are you at this point? I was, I want to say 23, right? Yeah. Around that, around that age. Cause I, I was, I think I started when I was 18 working for him. Okay. Um, That's and so a scary it, age. It, it is. It, I mean, and I, all the credit to Noah Graham because Noah was young when he started, but Noah, Noah had a much better head on his, on him to handle that success, to handle the responsibilities and, and even financially, like he just, like, I know that he was smart with his money, saving his money, buying gear that he, you know, knew that he needed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I made a knucklehead mistake at the all-star game and, you know, wanted to get Shaq's attention. And I, I put something on my back and during a TV broadcast and, um, The person who was in charge, I think his name is um, Greg Winnick. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Saw that and I just got in a lot of trouble. It was like, dude, that's a no, no. Like you can't, you can't do stuff like that. And so, so then I ended up getting suspended and then it was like a whole thing. And then, um, you know, and I feel really bad because like the, you know, more so being a knucklehead, like I just let Andy down big time big time i let him down and that to this day like hurts me um that i put him in that position but um you know they they knew that it was best because of how i had been acting up to that point you remember the one year they didn't they didn't bring garrett in si hired him yes yeah si the nba didn't and i was angry I was really angry about that. Oh my God, that.
0: I hadn't thought of that since then. Yeah, Jesus. no, and
1: he's been with them ever since. Right, you know, which, I hadn't. I forgot about that until you snapped that into my memory. That was, yeah. Yeah, so that one year, like I raised the biggest stink about it. And I had like the, the biggest attitude and I would, I'd make these little signs, where's Garrett? And like, so the person who was in charge, Mark Hirshheimer, didn't oh, appreciate that. Oh, would yeah. Yeah, he, you know, like, and that's what I'm saying. Young ego, didn't know any better. Um, and so, uh, there was a lot of things that kind of led up and they were like, dude, like w- we just can't have you, can't have you here. You know, what do you think that was the ego coming from
0: just because it was just so much happening and you were in like, you know, in second in charge, being
1: young and having that kind of success, I think it was, um, you know, cause you know, when, when you're with Andy, you're, you're at the top. Yeah. It's a rock rockstar. Yeah. I mean, y- even, even all the responsibilities and everything that you had to do, like you're, you know, like you've got it made. And, um, I mean, I always appreciated it. I was always grateful for it, but I, you know, as a young person, when you're looking at that to feel fulfilled and, you know, like I'm only out of high school, right. not too long, you know, like, I, you know, like, you know, no, 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 no. Yeah. I was, how old was i no i I, want, I don't want to say 18 i was 21 when i was at the nba okay and then so it must have been 20 25 26 still dumb as a boxer Alex. Yeah. but right i mean yeah. you think you know the world you don't know anything like, yeah but so like and that's the thing is that like you know i didn't have to work that hard to get that far and i had it i was already there you know what i mean and that's that was you know, like I said, credit to Noah, because the way I handle it was like, oh man, like, you know, you get there so fast, like you should have to work harder to get to that point. And so, um,
0: do you think it might've been easier if Garrett had stuck around for like three or four years? So you were the number two for a lot longer.
1: Definitely. Definitely. You know,
0: because there's something about being at the bottom of that totem pole. Yeah. that, That will humble you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, the first, the first couple of years, um, while I was there, like, you know, it, it was, there was still work to do to get to the point where they would let me shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't like four years. It wasn't right. like, you know, like a long time, like you're saying to have to, to, to really, grind. Yeah. To, to go after You can't
0: it. touch a camera unless you're rewinding it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so, um, You know, that I think was, was probably what led to me sort of having that, that just really, really dumb young, you know, and, um, and so, yeah, so, so once that happened, I was like, okay, well I gotta, I gotta figure something out because I'm not doing this anymore. Um, but Getty was hiring and I talked to them. Um, they were hiring in their news and entertainment. Okay. And so, um, as it turned out they were hiring right when that kind of thing happened. And then, um, I went and I, you know, sent them my portfolio, had a meeting with them and you know, they were like, yeah, like we'll hire you, you know? And it, it was news and entertainment. It wasn't sports, which is a different thing. Right. You know? So I was like, were you, did you
0: think you could do that? I mean, cause that's news is different. Covering a fire or an event
1: yeah, from part, a basketball game. Part of me, part of me thought that, um, Cause when I remember interviewing and, you know, the woman who was in charge, uh, her name is Roxanne. She was saying, well, yeah, you know, like we're going to send you to all these big events, you know, like you're going to be, you know, covering a lot of, you know, important news things that happen, um, you know, and, you know, we can talk to to Brock about getting you on the, on the sports side to do some stuff. And so I thought like, okay, like once I talk to Brock and like, you know, like I'll get, I'll in. make it. Happen. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get in there. And so, I kind of, and I was a little bit more like scared of the fact that I had had something stable and that I wasn't gonna have that. Um, so, you know, I, I took it and and man, like that, that was an eye opener, like going from sports to like news and entertainment. Cause it ended up being like a lot of red carpet stuff. I had to go down to the courthouse sometimes and wait for like Brad Pitt to show up with you know right. certain things. Um yeah, I mean just uh, they'd put me on these assignments to where it was like, okay, you know, like um Variety's gonna do a thing about like the best restaurants, you know, in Hollywood. So I'd have to go and like do editorials, shoots about, you know, certain restaurants and certain right. places. Um and it was it was okay, but it was like I mean that wasn't it Filling. was vastly different than the lifestyle oh, that yeah. I had been living. You know, that's gotta Um, be 180. Yeah. And you go from being the first person in line to the person fighting to get in line, you know? And it's like, oh man, like, you know, you see these red carpet photographers and how that game works. And I stuck out like a sore thumb, like, you know, they're like this and you're just, you're like, I'm trying to get the right composition and the right lighting. And, you know, it's, that's not how it works. You know, like you got to get a dead eyeball shot of them looking at you. And if you didn't get it, you got yelled at. And I was yelled at a lot for not getting, you know, Jennifer Aniston looking right dead into the camera, you know, or, um, you know, missing a full length shot of, you know, Salma Hayek in whatever dress she was wearing, like stuff like that. So, it was hard, but it was a good learning experience. Very good learning experience. Um, that's gotta be that's gotta be an ego check right there. Big time, big time. Um, it wasn't, you know. Were like you I said,
0: it, were you living at home or on your own?
1: No, I was living on my own.
0: Okay, yeah, I was living on my so own. You got bills to pay. You got expenses. You, you're, 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 it's a different
1: mode. Yeah, and and. You know, that was the thing is, is I was used, I already had, uh, you know, things that I had to take care of and was responsible for. So I had to really take that job, you know, um, because, you know, you know, building a freelance career is not, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, yes. persistence,
0: so much work.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, it would have taken me a long time, um, to really get to, to the point where, where I felt good about doing that, but
0: how are mm. you making clients and keeping clients better no. now than you ever were? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge to find clients, make them, keep them. Yeah. I, I feel keep like them happy. I, it's like a, it's like a
1: love relationship. It is. You're dating. Yeah, it, it is. And, and it, it's, you know, to be a hundred percent honest, like, it, you know, since I had kids, it's, it's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard because you have a family. You gotta be home with your family. You gotta do things that are, you know, help, at least to me, You it's got like, dad stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, for me, the the thing is that you really need to be out there talking to people, meeting people, It's a, like I said earlier, it's about networking, about relationships, about those kinds of things and everything- Do you have an
0: agent or representation?
1: No. Did no. you before or no? No. Mm-mm. So, okay, there's, so now it's on you. Yeah. So, and everything that I basically have as an established thing now is from when I was at Staples Center from the people, the community relations director that I met at Staples Center eventually went to the galaxy and they got rid of their photographer and that's how I got hired. And then somebody that I worked with in marketing at Staples Center went out and started her own business and she connected me to her best friend who was at MGM Mirage. That's how I got those jobs. And then, you know, Vanessa Cromer worked with Michael Roth at Staples center, right? She hired me for the Greek and all the things that she was doing. And then her intern ended up hiring me at Honda center. That's where I'm, you know, right now. So all of those things early on were seeds and those seeds eventually spread out and right. grew. Um, so I, I mean, I think now the hardest part for me is those seeds, is the, still getting those seeds out. Because um, for me, my responsibilities with the galaxy have been increasing. So that gets a lot of my attention. Sure. You know, that's my priority. It's my biggest account. So that's what I focus on.
0: Do you do anything... Uh, towards the end of the year, maybe the end of the season for a client, whether it's make a book or give them a gift or a thank you or anything like that?
1: I try to send notes. I try to send, you know, like handwritten notes. Mm -hmm. Um, Gifts are a little, um, I don't know. I'll give gifts to to certain people, maybe like four or five people. Mm -hmm. Um, But even more so than like at the end of the year, I'll try to be you know, I'll, I'll try to stay connected throughout the year, even if it's somebody that I'm not really working with, right. um, you know, I'll, I'll just send a note to say like, Oh, you know, Hey, you know, I saw it because the great thing now is that you can see what people are doing on social media. Mm-hmm. I saw that you took a vacation. Like, did you take any photos like, you know, of, of this monument where you were at, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So things like that, just, you know, keep
0: a connection.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I used to, I used to a lot, you know, do the lunch right. dinner thing where I'd go out with clients, take them, you know, take them to lunch, whatever, just kind of catch up. And, but I tried for it to be genuine, not like, Hey, what projects do you have that you can, right. you know, I mean, there's that fine line dance. Yeah. They understand
0: yeah. why you're taking them to lunch. It's to catch up, but it's to see what's coming down the pike.
1: Yeah exactly and and i would say i think that that um, that some of them I, I genuinely did have like a a, a friendship with to mm-hmm. where you know we we could go out on a friday night and you know like hang out have drinks that kind of thing right um but i mean that's it's 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 harder to do when you're older obviously sure. you know um, again
0: it goes back to the responsibility of the tikes
1: yeah totally totally so um you know, I don't do that as much. It's just more staying in contact and right. connected. And, and I think at a certain point, that's, I think that's the other beauty about like the, where people like you and I are at in our careers is you have a, an established reputation, you know, you've delivered on things. So, you know, like the credibility is there, right. you know what I mean? Like you're not trying to prove yourself to, to someone, Right. which, you know, I'm grateful for.
0: Well, so. I remember when you got the Galaxy job was 07, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and I was happy as can be. <laughs> but then I was giggling inside. I remember like, I don't even why the hell I was there. I don't know if was it Beckham's first year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why I was there. And I remember when you were there. I remember it. And and in you come uh-huh. with your giant iMac and you're unpacking <laughs> it. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, this guy's really going yeah, all out. he no, he's I didn't bringing have a laptop. The, right, yeah, I didn't
1: have a laptop. Yeah, and
0: you brought it in. I'm yeah. that thing, st- still out
1: of the Apple box. Yeah, out of the, the box, <gasps> yeah. That's what I used that whole year. Plop that baby down. And Dude, I, I mean, at that point, and that's the crazy thing, is like at that point, I didn't have a lot of sports gear because... I was shooting advertising. Right, after I you left, left it. Yeah, I, after I after I left Getty, I was shooting advertising, shooting you know like freelance stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, the Galaxy stuff came to me like I wasn't planning on it. Right, you know,
0: and that's um, is the that funny how life works, right? Yeah, you know, if you went begging for it for three years prior, of course, go away, go away, go totally, away.
1: Totally, totally, and and you know like all of those things, all those opportunities had to have opened up at the right time. But I had a you know I had a five D. That's, and so the first probably six months of that season, I was shooting games with a 5D, yeah, and a you know 300 that I was renting or a 400 I was renting. You know, people were like, "What is this guy doing? You're the team photographer," but I was making it work, man. God like, love you, you, know you working mean? your ass off. No, I was I was making it work. But I remember specifically what you're talking about, and that's one of the things that I've always appreciated about you, man, is because I remember that you brought a strobe and you were lighting, oh, you tunnel. were setting. Yeah. You were set and I was like, I was like, dude, like, see, dude, like that, that's, and even at that point I was thinking like, people just don't do that. People like, you know, like that's going that extra step that, you know, young people who, yeah. you know, just, they just see the, the, you know, the end result instead of thinking like, well, maybe I should take a risk on that. And, and I don't know how those pictures turned out for you, but the fact that you took a risk and said, you know, I'm going to put a strobe out here on this, you know, that's like, nobody else was thinking that.
0: No, and, 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 it, and it comes from from Andy, from Andy Haight, mm-hmm. from Peter, from McDonough, uh, Walter, working from all those guys. You had to make a picture mm-hmm. Especially those early SI guys, to separate themselves from mm-hmm. the pack. You had yeah. to. Yeah. So I had the toolbox of, I knew how to use a strobe. I knew yeah. how to use a line. You're not a pocket wizard. I couldn't be in the tunnel, but I can make the light to make it give me something different. It was yep. just going the extra mile to create a picture nobody else in that building was going to have. Exactly. That's it.
1: Exactly. And,
0: and it was so lucky it worked. I mean, it, I knew it was going to work the yeah. picture wise, but just the way because I couldn't see I couldn't see him. Yeah. So I had to just wait until I could see that blonde head for us to fire because they wouldn't let us be by the tunnel. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I got him in the right stride and suit just yeah. walking right through and right. Uh, see, ESPN used it. And yeah.
1: See, that's like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and and those kinds of things, like I still try to keep with me now is like, we have to, sometimes it's important. Sometimes I'll try to use, you know, strobes, in the, when the players are coming in, or I'll try to like, you know, take a flash to the, you know, out on the field for warmups or, or things like that. Just right. something different, you know, something that's gonna break it up and be a shot that you that you're just not gonna get easily. Right. You know what I mean? I mean? You've been doing this just 14 for years. A, yes. Right.
0: The yeah. moment it becomes routine to you and you're not getting excited driving into work, stop. Yeah. Just throw the cards out the car and just turn around and go home.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm super critical of myself in terms of how I approach things with the team because, you know, I, I, I don't want to get in like, from that early experience where I was complacent and I, you know, just kind of thought that I had it all together. Right. So, like, with the Galaxy, even, you know, yesterday when I'm there at the game and, and I'm I'm doing the same thing The the warmups happen the same way, right? Right. You know, I could be there, I could capture it, but I'm killing myself trying to figure out something different, a different place to be a different, even though they're doing the same thing. I do that every game. And when I don't do that, I get angry at myself. And I was frustrated before the game yesterday. I was like, man, there's, you know, the lighting is horrible and this and that, and you know, whatever, but it's because, you know, I do care about wanting to make those images that I'm in that mindset of, no, I, I got to make something out of this. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's, yeah, that, that's important for, for people to carry with them. Like you can't just keep making that, that same stuff and that you're good at. I know what I'm good at. I know what I can get, you know, and, and I'm sure you're the same way, yeah. but it's like. Okay. I can do that. Like, but I'm not going to grow as a, as an artist. I'm not going to grow as a photographer if I'm not pushing myself.
0: Right. The moment you start taking photos, it's over. You have to keep making them and pushing yourself and have no limits. Yep. Don't be afraid of failure. Yep. Nothing, nothing is ever created by being easy. Yeah. I try. If I go out and I'm shooting whatever it is and I fail four times, at least I was trying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will never fault myself for that. Yeah. But if I just come vanilla and I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna get through this thing, stop me now.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's bad. And I think it's it's um it can be easy for us to fall into that mindset, for us to fall into that like, oh well, you know, like like I got this because you get so good at it, you know, it's so easy for you to do that. And that's that's a problem. Like you can get you can get yourself in a lot of trouble right? if you're you know if you, if you fall in that area you know
0: those first couple of years of the galaxy how were they
1: um they're rough they're very rough um but in in the fact that they were not very good they were you know i was like what did i sign myself up for this is <laughs> like these it's it's terrible
0: well the last sporting event you were at you were in a you know championship and now all of a sudden you're
1: yeah and so you know but it was like that with the lakers Mm -hmm. they they you know they weren't bad but they were getting knocked out of the playoffs whatever
0: spurs Mm -hmm.
1: yeah the jazz all that stuff they were they weren't winning and so coming from the place of winning you know, it's hard not to take it as like, well, you know, like, why am I, you know, why am I here? Why am I doing this? If I'm not being part of something successful. Right. But it was really important because going through that. And then finally, when the team did start having success, that's when, at least for me, it took off to another level because I had been trying, I had been persisting through it. And it it just made like, it made those moments that I was capturing, the moments that I was making, it, it it had more importance to me and I appreciated it more and it just gave me more, you know, passion and excitement to be back doing it. And, you know, I, I think with, you know, it's funny because with the NBA and, you know, NHL and things like that, when players would come in and stuff like that, you'd photograph them. Like, we didn't do that in, in MLS no. when I started. So I was like, I'm gonna do that. So we did that and, you know, we, social media started coming on the scene and-, and Right, Cause you started, there was just a gallery,
0: right? Just yeah. a photo gallery.
1: Yeah, and you know, we started, we started doing
0: like- It's funny, 2007 doesn't seem that long ago, but social media, yeah. the way we were giving images, night and
1: day. Hugely different, hugely different. Yeah, it's like, that's like, you, it was like a, a website then it became like a blog, you know what I mean? It wasn't Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you know, none of that stuff. Now there's like um, TikTok and all oh those different God, things. you're just
0: feeding the beast. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so at least for for us, it was, you know, pushing those things photography wise, like not just the game action, it was all the other stuff that we could try to push. And so we were very big on that. And then finally, you know, like those years that we started winning championships is really, cause I had learned all that from Andy, all of that stuff, those behind the scenes, the books, the, the rare air, all that stuff. Um, you know, I was like, why aren't we doing that here? You know? So that's really like when we started doing those kinds of things, who did you have to go to and make that kind of pitch to get it to the next level? Well, the communications, um, director okay. just had to, allow me to do it, you know? And then once we started having a social media team, I would just do that and send them that. And they were like, this is awesome. Can you keep, can you keep sending us that? And then when we got our um, current uh, director of um, digital and marketing, he was all about it. He was like, all in. Yeah, he was like, he was like, dude, like whatever you, whatever you want to do, like we'll support it. Like, we'll be behind it. And so he was the one who actually really was encouraging about me being able to travel because I had never traveled up until like, I mean, I went on a few things here and there. Rare, Uh, sure. Yeah, very rare. But now it's the kind of thing where it's, it's like an expectation. It's like we have somebody on the road. And I would say almost all MLS teams still are trying to get to that point. Because for them, it's video, there's always a video person traveling right there isn't always a photographer, so this may be like a handful of us that are traveling regularly, um, but see that, like having like we talked about having somebody who's in your corner that's supportive of what you're doing and and sees the value in it, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just like, oh yeah, we, we you know we'll find somebody to do it, right we'll, we'll hire know. somebody, yeah, so um, so they've just been letting me. Do my thing, and, and it helps to have a, a coaching staff who supports what you're doing. Who you know is is behind it. Um, so our coach now, he played for us in 2008. Okay. And um, when we signed him as our coach, I was like, man, I hope he remembers me. I hope he remembers me. Whatever. <laughs> and um, you want that rapport, that yeah, relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Because it took me a while when Bruce Arena was a, was the head coach um, to kind of get in. Was he a little standoffish? Just a little bit at first. Yeah. I mean, the players were fine,
0: right? It's always um, the coach.
1: Yeah. The coach obviously, cause you know, like
0: he's the gatekeeper to the locker room and everything else. Sure. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And so, um, but eventually like it was to the point where, you know, all access, fine, no problem. And, you know, coming from the background that we have, like, you know where your limits are, you know what your mm-hmm. proper etiquette, where you're supposed to be, where you're not supposed to be, how to be discreet, when not to take a picture, you know? Um, but he remembered me when, um, when we signed him, and I said, do you remember me? You know, and he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, uh, Robert, right? And I said, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's good to see you. And so it was nice, because I knew, okay, like, he remembers me, and sure enough, like, He's been fine with oh that's you great. Know, yeah, because our, our, our last coach, our last coach was like, "No, like don't even walk on the field." like it was really, really tough. Really, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's their yeah, thing, but he, he came from Argentina, and it was more, you know, they have an antagonistic relationship with their people, their media, and they saw us as media instead of staff, right so. Um, but yeah, I mean, so now, now we're just like, you know, like the other day, the guys are in the pool, so I'm jumping in the pool with them, trying to, sh- you know, shoot some of that behind the scenes stuff. And that like, that's what I saw with Andy. That's what I saw him doing those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So it's like, yeah, that's naturally what I gravitate towards and want to do. Those are the great photos. Yeah. You know, cause people don't see that stuff. You no. Know? And then is that the stuff that gets like the most views? It does, yeah. The game people don't care about the game. No, action, so. is it a funny? Yeah, people. I mean, you can have
0: this great sliding, diving header, whatever. Eh.
1: Yeah, I guys mean, guys in the pool working out. Ah, twenty thousand likes. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it, and it's kind of sad, but that is our culture: individualized athlete, you know, type of thing. Well,
0: you're pulling back a curtain. Yeah, and you're showing a life that nobody sees.
1: Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is. I feel like a lot of what I do has a lot more value to the players than it does to the team necessary. The team has the needs, mm-hmm. but, um, somebody like our, our designated player, Javier Hernandez, like, I mean, I'm feeding his social media team photos all the time. I mean, if you looked at his social media feed, it's a majority of it is photos that we take, you know, um, because that's, that's how it is now with athletes, right. you know, now, they now wanna... talk
0: about that. You're feeding actually individuals where, you know, it used to be you, you were feeding the team photo gallery and then you maybe feed the mm-hmm. team social media. Now you got individual players that have needs for, can you send us photos?
1: Oh man.
0: They got like, coordinators that you're dealing with. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And you know, for the most part, they've all been good. Like they've all been, you know, uh, respectful and, and big guys like Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I mean, he was always cool about that stuff. Like he That's was good. never pressing. But it was it you know it was kind of like an expectation. Okay, yeah, you know, like you'll send me some stuff. Cool, pushing the brand. But now, I mean, we have um, we have individual like player folders. They have a link, and it's like after every home game, like it's everything is by the time they're done showering all of their photos from the game are up in that link and they can post them whatever. Um, but it's funny because, you know, on the road we don't have our editor or live editor like we have at home games. And so, you know, like our PR people will text me and say like, Oh, when are you going to put their photos in the link? And it's like, dude, you know, like it's just me like here on the road, you <laughs> I'm know, on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we've figured it out. It's like, I'll airdrop to her and she'll send, she'll send out, you know, everything individually and stuff. But, but it's, but it, you know, it, it's, it's crazy because yeah. it's like, you know, 20 something people that want photos, you know? So your, your need, yeah. So it's like your needs are, are much more involved than it is, you know, with the team. Cause the team is just getting stuff live throughout right. the game. And, you know, like, you know what their needs are, boom. Um, but you know, like sometimes you might only have, you know, one or two shots of a player, you know, and they're like, Oh, did you get this shot? Whatever. And it's like, no, I wasn't, you know, he was down there. I'm down here. I was blocked off. Yeah. Right. Um, and some players, what I appreciate is some players are really good about like tagging and giving photo credits, but like most of the time they're just kind of like, they don't care. Yeah. I don't care. You know? So
0: walk walk me through what's a day, a day
1: at a home game like for you? So it's still kind of that same life of, you know, first one to get there, <laughs> last one to leave. Um, seven o'clock game. What time, seven are, you, o'clock what time game? are you showing up? I'm there no later than two o'clock. Okay. No later than two o'clock. Um, and it's like that because now we have a team. So whereas if it was still just me, I would probably get there like between one and one thirty. You so know? when
0: did you start developing a team? In 2014.
1: Okay. Yeah. I work with John Lorenz amazing photographer um, Works for Canon has become one of my best friends Um, Yeah, I mean he's really helped me take it to like the next level in terms of what we do But um, getting there early getting set up getting the remotes ready if I'm doing them um, There's usually things like pregame tailgates that happen Uh, we have these requirements where we've given players Chevy's so we have to shoot the players coming in in the Chevy and we can do a social media post. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're trying to do it a little bit different this year. We're sure. trying to like, you know, there's been a few times where what I'll do is I'll meet the player and I'll ride in with them. So shooting them, like driving in. Um, but we're also trying to do more like lifestyle things like how, how do they use the car when they're not at the stadium, you know, um, those types of things. But yeah, so get there get there early enough to get everything set up, get everything sort of you know, who's what responsibility, get our editor, Mike, set up. Um, You got one editor? One editor, yeah, yeah. Um, Intern? Or you got an intern or just three of you? So we had an intern, but because of COVID last year, they ended up giving her um, zero hours, um, which it's funny because, like, we can't give her any hours, but we can hire her on a freelance freelance rate, which she gets paid more on a freelance <laughs> sure. rate, I think, you know, cause she, she shoots the, uh, the second team yeah. games for me. Okay. Um, but then, yeah, so we have, um, we have an, an editor who's, who's like an intern. So he just edits, you know, games for us. Um, and so, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's about speed and being able to get stuff out fast. So we've figured it out. We've, we've got it down. Like no more iMac, no more iMac. No, <laughs> I mean, dude, I probably would be out there with an iMac just cause I'm getting older <laughs> on the screen. Dragging like, that
0: 27 inch behind you.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like, I miss, I, if, if I had the nicer ones, like I wish I had those, they're lighter and thin. Yeah. But like just a quick technical, how we do it. Like, um, you know, I shoot to you've used shutter snitch. Yep. Awesome. Incredible. So with Lightroom, um, and an iPad, like you can do the split screen. Mm-hmm. So, um, we just use a cloud, uh, Lightroom CC and, um, I've just, I just throw that thing in a backpack, connect it to a MyFi and I've got the transmitters. So I'm shooting and, you know, um, We'll do this sometimes on the road. And that's cool. Like you, it can be done from anywhere. as long as right. you have an internet connection. So, so that's why you're carrying the hotspot with you. Yeah, yeah. So I carry a hotspot and an iPad. Right. And so Lightroom's open, Shutter Snitch is open. And I just send images in. And because he's sitting there in the press box or in the press room, those images pop up, boom, right in front of him. Like, and he just edits, boom, drops it in slide. What are you doing? Small JPEGs or? Small JPEGs. Oh, no, okay. no, They're like, um, medium. They're about medium. Yeah. Depending on. It's um, for the web. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, sometimes I'll have, a, um, like a wide angle, like a really wide angle with me. So I'll shoot those on larger just in case I, I end up needing to crop. crop. Right. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, they're just, yeah, they're just like medium. mediums. That's JPEGs. wireless, right? Not tethered. Wireless. Into your camera, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. The the new, um, you know, we use Canon, and those transmitters are are solid. Oh, they're great, super solid. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's fast. It's like super fast. And um, so that's our like that ends up happening throughout the whole game. They're getting arrival images. They're getting players coming in their Chevy. Uh, we're at the tailgate shooting fans. They're getting that pregame. Like I'll pop in the locker room just to see if there's anything happening. Sure. Uh, sometimes there is, sometimes there isn't. Um, and then, yeah, up to game time, we're shooting, and then we we get in our spots for the game, you know, sending out as much as possible. Sometimes teams need help, so we'll shoot some stuff for other teams. And, um, you know, it's all going in there real time. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's it's very... Uh, I mean, I'm pretty proud of it. That's one of the things that was, it was big for me. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I feel like, you know, Canon has been very supportive is cause like, we're like, look, I'll push your stuff. Like, you know, we'll make it happen. And so, um, you know, we, we were pretty on top of it and, you know, go through, shoot a game, game's over. Where do you
0: prefer to shoot during a game? Are you an end zone guy, a sideline guy, next to your bench, across? What do you prefer?
1: So typically, players run to the corner to uh-huh. celebrate, like our players do. Um, so being on the end line is usually what I found the best thing. But the the hard part is in the last few years is they've changed where players warm up. So oh, instead of being on the sideline, they're on. They'll go on the end line sometimes. Why? Because they put luxury seats. Of course they did. Yes. Yeah. So you know, when I first started I was on the sideline. I was right about at the eighteen. Okay. Um and that I always felt like was was a um good spot for me, but it's different because you're shooting left right uh huh, as right. opposed to at the end you're shooting more vertical. Yeah. Um and so I, I feel like I do better vertically now okay. than I do horizontally. Um I just that looks get more totally different. Yeah. Yeah, because it it depends on the kind of style the teams play. Because if they're very pass the ball side to side, then you don't get a ton. You know, if they're a counterattacking team, then you'll get a good amount of stuff coming mm-hmm. at you. Um but yeah, it just kind of just kind of depends. So, um so yeah, so I'm usually on the end line and um you know, I try to push the boundaries a little bit like when they when they're scoring, like I'll get up and I'll jump the board and I'll try to get close. Um which they haven't stopped me from doing that yet. They haven't said anything. But, <laughs> but like, like when uh, Zlatan came his first game, like the, I've never seen a TV camera go on the field. The TV camera went on the field and got in their celebration. Like I was blown away. I was like, what? Like, was it ESPN or who was it? It was Fox. It was Fox. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever seen them go on the field. Cable or during wireless? A game. No, it was, um, it was a cable. Yeah, wow. It was a cable, yeah, because there were two dudes whoa oh, yes. the polar went with him I know I was like I was like gosh because it was on the other side of where they normally shoot too he ran out there and you know fortunately we got our shots by then because I mean you know how that is you have yeah. a TV man
0: <laughs> did you almost think to yourself why didn't I follow him
1: uh, I don't want to I don't want to push I it that I know, much yeah, yeah I know I know, I know. Like all of a sudden yeah well that's a little bit like I, I won't step onto the field but I'll, I'll jump the board I'll get right up on the on the line yeah yeah. Yeah. So it
0: looks nice, you know, when you're there.
1: Yeah, sometimes Shoot that wide, it's beautiful. Sometimes you get a great a great shot, sometimes it doesn't no, work I've seen, out. No, I seen.
0: You've got some good stuff of them, right? Coming into those corners.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sometimes um it works out. I mean, I I'm still for some reason I've always missed the slide but, like when they slide <laughs> in. Like so like last night, um Javier slid into the corner after he scored. And normally on the road, I would be on the sideline for road games because that's usually where, um, you know, you're out of the way for warmups, right? So that's already a known thing. Um, so had I have been in that spot, I would have gotten that slide, but, and, and it's always happened. If I move up, they, you know, they slide yeah. to the corner. If I'm in the corner, they slide the other way. So
0: is it, is it even worth trying to set up a remote
1: for it? I've thought about it. I've thought about it. I think I'm going to try it. Um, because you can, um, It just has to be in a certain spot to where, because on one side, the official will run the sideline official. So if you had it on the opposite side, if you had it on, on the, on one side of the field, like the bench side, Mm -hmm. it would work um, like in the first half where uh, like where the official doesn't run, where the officials on the opposite side. Yeah. But then on the other side, you would, you would have to put it uh, on the end line
0: or could you be there? Could you cover at least one with you and one with the remote and kind Um, of cover your bases (laughs) or at least try to help out the
1: percentages? I probably could. I could probably figure it out. But the hard part is certain areas, um, like I'm saying, they've never slid to the opposite side of me. Okay. They've slid on the side that I'm on. Um, But just never right there. I've never been, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, but that's one of the reasons why I keep like at least a sixteen thirty five, yes. or a, or a twenty four to seventy. Oh, next absolutely! To me. You kick yourself. If you're sitting there holding a seventy two hundred. Yeah. Well, I don't even use a seventy to two hundred. Near I use a one to four, and then I shoot with a six. So, you know, for me, like, yeah, that like I need that extra that extra wide sometimes. Um, But like I'm saying, now that they warm up on the end line instead of the Mm -hmm. sideline, they used to do it behind the board. Nobody was ever in the way. And then they put those seats in there and now, (laughs) yeah, now they just go on the end. And it sucks for like the media photographers too, because that usually ends up being in front of them. Right. And I'm like, dude, it's messing this, messing it up for like these guys, like these guys need to get their shots. Like it's important for us that they get what they need. Right. You know? And so it sucks for them. Um, because I can move to the side. They can't. Right. You know? Um, and then, but even right now, because of COVID, like they're only allowed to shoot on the opposite end line. So they can't even shoot. They can't even shoot on the side that the the bench side.
0: How are you running a photo department? I think I'm pretty
1: good. Yeah. I think I'm pretty good. Um, you know, all of that experience early on working for Andy was massive, you know? Um, I think how he directed me, um, some of the expectations, some of the expectations that the building had, um, things that the, that the Kings, um, that the Kings needed, um, working with the MBA and having that sort of like, you know, kind of hierarchy about how to plan things out, those big events where you wanted to make sure you're, you're covered, um, But I I feel like one of the biggest contributions that I've made to the team is um, the photo archive. Okay. Um, So I started that in 2012. And we just use Zenfolio. We don't use PhotoShelter. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Because PhotoShelter is so expensive. Okay. It's ridiculously expensive. And it's great. It's robust. It's reliable. But I can... I can do the same things on Zenfolio. So I found that to be the best um, for what I like. So I can set access permissions, I can assign who can get in and who can't, but we shoot thousands of images. Our sponsorship photographers shoot thousands of images. They're of the like, you know, every board Like we got, and so I'm not, I'm not as involved with the sponsorships. I just make sure they're doing what they need to do. Right. They, you know, they have their own thing. There's three of them that are just shooting sponsorships. Jesus. Yes. They're just shooting, you know, activations on the concourse that are just shooting. Yeah. There's on a, on a regular, like on a rate before everything went down with COVID, there's six of us shooting and we had an editor. Yeah. Holy I God. know, I know. And that that's why I love the team is because they, they're supportive of that. Like I said, look, I need somebody else shooting, doing what I'm doing. I need an intern who's going to be running around doing all the fan stuff, all the stuff that, you right. know. Right, you
0: like, can't be everywhere. Yeah. You can't. There will yeah. be something sacrifices if yeah. you try to do it all.
1: Totally. And, you know, like they don't want to sacrifice that. So, right. You know, um, I mean, obviously now because we, we haven't had her come to games that we've had to sacrifice that, but, um, but yeah, so in any case they shoot a ton of images. And so, wow. yeah, so oh, with, it's mind boggling. Yeah. I mean, it's not my preferred way of doing things, but again, I don't oversee that part of it so mm-hmm. much. Like I just make sure that it's where it needs to be. Um, so, I believe with the photo shelter tiers, like, like, you get up to, like, I don't know, like, something like one terabyte or two, whatever. Like, we've obliterated that already, you know, oh. because we've added our archive from even from since I was before there. So, all of the stuff that we had from 1996 through 2007, we've added to it. So, there's wow, thousands of images. Um, yeah, you, you need that stuff for social media, you need stuff to recall, yeah, and you know, like we'll post historical moments and different things about alumni, um, but it's no different than um the way I do it is no different really from like one of these other sites where you're keywording. Mm-hmm. so you know like that's something that is important to me is having those keywords. So you can pull it up. What does your archive look like? What do you, what do do you put in that metadata? So I'll put things like specific, like year, month, player name, um, national TV, atmosphere, celebration. Um, If there's a special like uh, night, like let's say it's military night, then I'll put, you know, military night or um, uh, things like road, travel, certain just keywords Mm -hmm. that if somebody was looking for, I don't know, who knows, you know, what they could be looking for. Galaxy versus
0: revolution,
1: right? Yeah. Or a certain player in, you know, April of 2015, you know, then all of it, because the one thing with Zen, there's limitations with Zenfolio too, is like, you can only pull up like 500. Shots. Oh, at a time. Yeah, at a time. So, if I've got a a whole ton of images of some player who's been there for a while, five hundred is not going to cut it because we have a lot, you know. So that's where if you if you put in, you know, um, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, twenty eighteen, then you'd get a refined. Okay, they'll cut it
0: down. Not to everything you've ever shot of him, but just that year. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. That saves you a bundle. Yeah. I mean, that that could be exhausting trying to find all those photos. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, some of the people that I work with have told me they spent hours sitting there, you know, like just looking at stuff because there's so much.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. What's
0: the best photo you've taken?
1: Best photo I've taken... um, well, there's there's one that really sticks out to me as far as um, one that that I'll never forget when I was there. But it was the um, the playoff game against Portland, Game Seven. Okay. Kobe to Shaq, and he you know he throws the lob, Shaq puts it in, and they you know they're gonna win the game. And there's that photo of like Shaq celebrating. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest sports photo. It's not going to win awards, whatever. But I remember that, like, like, I, like that just moment because I was so, I was watching the game. I was like, I got to do what you're not supposed to do as a sports photographer. You got you're caught up in the moment. You're supposed to be engaged. I was caught up in it. There was emotion. They were coming back from, and I was getting excited. And I was like, man, you know, like they could actually pull this out. And so I got caught up in that, but had enough, you know mental resilience to still capture that moment um, so that one to me is like it's just, just one that I remember thinking like dude I got that you know because that was the one that the NBA was asking for at that time um, and then as far as the like best one
0: right someone comes to you and says Robert make me a print of your best photo what do you make
1: man that's really hard. Really hard. Um, see, because I look at it as not like, not right. just best visually. Yeah, no. You know? Just um, what
0: you clarify is your best photo, which might mean nothing to a lot of people, but you're just like, it all clicked. It worked. Oh, man. Everything
1: I wanted to do worked out. I mean, it would probably be the one of. Kobe Bryant, where he just, he, he came up and did a back dunk where he's got like the red, white, and blue shoes Mm -hmm. and he's doing it because, you know, I think shooting on a Hasselblad, you know, and having the right timing in the right moment like that for me was like, I remember that happening and being like, I can't believe I got it.
0: That's a big mirror slapping. So you hope you got (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. and I I just remember how long that blackout seemed when that mirror would go Oh
1: man. Yeah. And, and then, then he's not
0: there. What the hell?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's funny because actually that like the sequence is gone, you know right. what I mean? Like there's no, you know, like, yeah, you're just seeing that one thing at a time, but yeah, I mean, I would say probably. You know, like, I've seen that photo reproduced, you know, as art. I know that, like, they've sold that photo, like, so, so many times a over. A times over. Yeah, but, you know, there's ones that are, like, really, like, like I'm saying, like, the Shaq one was a cherished one. Um, when we won the championship in 2014, you know, I had this photo of Landon celebrating, you know, with his arms up. And that that, to me, was you know, one of the more important moments because of everything that had happened to him that year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, capturing that moment of like jubilation and, and joy. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean...
0: Is there one you wish you could have back you missed? Whether it was bad film, corrupted file, a ref's butt blocking you? Is um, there one that haunts you still?
1: There, I mean, it, with the NBA or basketball, I'm sure there is somewhere. Um, but there's a oh,
0: flash wizard that
1: had your number. Yeah. <laughs> Stro didn't go off, I know. God. Dang. yeah, all dark and all you just see the outline, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just enough to you make enough, it hurt. enough to know, like, yeah. oh man, I timed it right, but it didn't get it. <laughs> um, I missed a photo of Zlatan a couple years ago. Um, that I was really mad about because I was getting ready for the post game and it reminded me not to be a knucklehead and be prepared. Like I just got casual oh nothing's going to happen. It was like the last couple minutes of a game. And so I was getting ready to go on the field post game and the dude scored a goal and he ran to the other side and he jumped on the, he jumped on the, the boards, the led boards, and he stood up on the boards like this like with his arms spread on just, the, he
0: jumped, on, he top jumped of the LED. on
1: top of the LED boards and stood there like he was Moses parting the Red Sea like just stood there and the crowd was nuts like exploding all around him they, he, he was right in front of him and I'm standing there across the field with like a yeah, 16 to 35 in my hand <laughs> and my you know the 100 to 400 yeah. is like 20 feet away and I'm like Oh, man, like it, this is it, gonna look great at thirty-five. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and it, the ref is in the foreground, and yeah, it's so that I was, that one was a was a was a reminder to me, like, bro, like you got to always be ready, like it's not know. over. Yeah, and because I was like, that's oh, the last two minutes of the game, nothing's gonna happen. They're whatever. gonna kick it
0: around and try just
1: to burn time. Yeah, and and it was such an incredible shot, like. So there was um, there was actually somebody who took a workshop of mine that sits there, and he had his phone, and Zlatan was right in front of him, and he took the most incredible photo of like he's looking up at Zlatan with his arms out. I mean, it is a gorgeous photo. Oh. It is just insane. Yeah, it's just with his phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> but he had the whole thing, you know, and and, and yeah, and um, but the shot really, the one that tell, told the story was the crowd in the background, right. you know, around him just going nuts. Um, yeah. So I missed that one. And I mean, yeah, it still hurts, yeah. but yeah, it happens. What's yours. Oh God. There's been a lot.
0: I did a big, big campaign uh-huh. and we had our hard drive stolen. Oh no, dude. I made the mistake keeping the hard drives together. Oh, so we did man. an AMB hard drive. Okay, but we put them in the room, went out to dinner. Oh man! And for now, until then, a time I will never keep two hard drives in the same room. Oh, they don't man. go back with the same people. I'll put them on different flights. Really? I'll,
1: yeah. Isn't that crazy about how you just never think that it'll happen to you, or it'll never? And then yeah, when it does, scares it does, me.
0: And when it does, it doesn't happen. I don't want to say the bull crap. Yeah. But like, this was a major six figure client. And mm. then
1: it's just like, ah hmm. oh, man. Mm. That must've been tough, man.
0: Oh, how do we explain? We've just spent the last three days shooting all this stuff. It's all
1: gone. Oh.
0: and it's never coming back.
1: Oh, yeah. man. So it was like, Oh dude, cheese. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. But that had to be, but,
0: but then there's, you know, there's the other ones, the refs, but the, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I re the one twenty or the two twenty, and then oh
1: god, uh, trying to try to like back. putting it over, you're putting your body over yeah. it, trying to cover and, it up. Uh, yeah, yeah. And
0: there's always been those. That's funny. Yeah, but those happen. Yeah. Where no. do you get your inspo from? Are you a book guy? Are you a surf the web? Or you say you look a lot of baseball guys.
1: I do. Um, I do like so. That's. I mean. I'm I'd say I'm not as fixed on um, Instagram as most people. I'm, I'm more of a Twitter person. I like to okay. see kind of what's going on in the world and stuff. But um, so do you know who like Brace Hemmelgrain is? Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, the guy is like, guy's killing it. Killing it. Yeah. I mean, him. I bit, met him
0: when he first got the job. At really? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, this guy's, you know, a spaz. He's never going to make it. And I was like, mm, Okay. I didn't know
1: him yet, and then I uh, met him at
0: the All Star game, and I'm okay. like, "This guy's going to be just fine."
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I just—he's phenomenal. Dig it, I dig it. Billy Weiss, like, yep. I like his stuff a lot. Um, Billy and Mike are killing it out in Boston. Yeah, it's like, so, I see that stuff, and it really like, it it, it really makes me feel like I got to step my game up. Like, I, this is the, what I want to do, all around. Yeah, not just a good action, but I want to have that good. You know, behind the scenes, that good crowd stuff, the stuff with the light, the stuff with the composition, where you just, you know, like. I mean, all of that. Bryce is
0: going out to minor league ballparks and shooting stuff and traveling with the team and going on trips. I mean, he's doing some unbelievable stuff.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Now, the advantage with baseball, and I was with the club for four years, is it's 162 games. Spring training is forever. Mm -hmm. It's daytime, nighttime. The The light changes throughout the year. When you start off in April, how it ends in October, totally different light. Yeah. That's the advantage of baseball. It's, it's palette is so big. Yeah.
1: That allows you to create. Yeah. And what I respect though, is that they're making the most out of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just like, oh, well yeah, you know, because you get great sunsets there or you get like, no, it's all around. It's like in the hallway. Yeah, you know, it's. You follow the Matt up
0: at uh, Denver. He's the Rockies team photographer. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great.
1: Yeah, stuff. yeah. So uh, the the person who was their social media person played for us. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, his name is uh, Julian Valentine. Yeah, yeah, but he's uh, he just left to work for another company. But yeah, that's why I followed them initially yeah. because of him, and um, and then I was like, oh man, like this work is. Uh, the kid down in um, San Diego does really, mm-hmm. really good yeah, stuff. Yeah, he was with Billy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. He was one of Billy's interns. Yeah, I mean, and see, like, I, I just dig that stuff when you see these guys, like, just churning out this, these, these images and doing this kind of work. And, you know, it's not to say like, that I don't see that in, a, in other sports. It's just you don't see it as much. Like, you don't see that as much from, right. like, the NBA guys because they're they're – they're limited in Mm -hmm. terms of like, yeah, they don't have that kind of palette of light that might happen throughout a year. Um, but you know, the NFL guys do some cool stuff. Um, the stuff that I find that I like most out of the NFL is their behind the scenes and their, you know, pregame moments and all that stuff, you know, but, um, I just feel like with baseball, like the stuff that they're putting out the game action all the way from start to finish it's just awesome great it's just stuff. really awesome like I, and i think to myself like what would i do if i was in that situation if i was like a, a baseball team photographer i don't even know because it just seems like you got to be on point because yeah. you know you see some of their stuff and, and you know that they were you know premeditated it was things that they were thinking about the angles and stuff and
0: I love like when Billy goes to the uh, Fenway in winter. There's no game going on, uh-huh. but he shoots it with the snow everywhere. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's I'm beautiful. like
0: putting on a cardigan, looking at his photos, going, "Good God, these are <laughs> these are making me feel like I'm there."
1: Yeah, yeah. Beautiful work. And and even the stuff as simple as like wide angles and oh. overall shots. Yeah, like people don't think they just think you just take it like that. You're that you're going to capture what your eye sees. Like, there's so much involved, like the sun setting behind you and, you know, knowing how to expose it right to get to, you know, get the shadows the right way and the, and even when to not mess with it and to let just the shadows go black. Right. You know, um, There's a lot
0: to be said for understanding that.
1: Yeah. And it, and it's, so that stuff is inspiring. That's mainly kind of what I look at in terms of, of that. But, um, you know, like I, I follow a lot of random, um, photographers. There's a guy, Aaron Anderson, um, who I like, uh, just his portraits are really cool. Um, just uh, like the scope of photography. Like I just try to appreciate and look right. at other things, but that's our advantage today
0: is we can see stuff all over the place where yeah. when we were starting, like you had to find it in a magazine yeah. hopefully it got published. Yeah. Sometimes your best work doesn't get published. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Exactly, you know? exactly. I don't know how much money you spent back in the day, but I used to drop a lot of money on like magazines. I oh. would just go get a bunch of magazines, tons, and just scroll through and see like right. what, what the fashion guys were doing, what, um, you know, what like in travel and leisure, like how were they shooting stuff, mm-hmm. like you know, um, Aperture magazine, all of all the things that it was hard to get a hold of. Oh, yeah,
0: I spent many hours sitting in bookstores going through stuff and then deciding, okay, what am I, what can I afford?
1: I got, I got 28 bucks. What yeah, can I, what can I, know. I, <laughs> I know which
0: ones going to get me there.
1: Yeah. But some of those magazines, it's crazy how expensive yes. they are. they're like, yeah, they're like $15, $20 yeah. for just, you know, you're like, dude, but it's they're just printing it on like thick paper right. and, you know, it was
0: quarterly. So it was a bigger, you know, yeah. big photo display.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. You know, communication arts, I used to love getting that, like looking at that one. That was like to see who was like the top of the top. Right. Um, I used to get French photo. Really?
0: Yeah. Because it had way better stuff than American photo. Mm, yeah. I could like see they that. They were. They were not worried about whether it was nudity or violence or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were showing really great. Yeah. Whether either conflict war stuff or advertising that you would see here and go, like, oh, there's a nipple? No, we can't show that. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um, Are you, you a gearhead? Do you really th- get into your gear? Not so much. Not so much. I mean...
0: Are you mirrorless? Are you still flapping that... Uh,
1: the 1D that- X Mark III is still okay. my, my um, preferred... Okay. camera body
0: everybody's sliding into that mirrorless yeah and so. it's
1: gotten better like these uh, so I have I have an R5 and R6 and two of the um, uh, the 1DX Mark III okay. 1DX Mark 3s to me it's like it's the most solid reliable and that's what I want that's still your boy you know? for me the the mirrorless is um, at least Canon's um, the the auto focusing is on point the color everything all the way around It's just not as intuitive to me yet. Okay. Because with the focusing, you know, you're, if you just use the the eye autofocus, 90% of the time, it would, it would just be boom, solid. You don't Mm -hmm. need anything. But when you're like me, you want to use the focus point. I'm used to the, to the moving that thing super fast with the dials. Okay. And on the Canon mirrorless ones, you have to use, um, touch, you know, touch screen. Yeah. That to me is, mm. it's not as intuitive. No. And you know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like until I fully commit to that, it's not going to be as intuitive. Now, you know, this R3 that's coming out, I'm looking forward to like trying that out and seeing how that does. Um, cause I think they want to bridge that gap. But yeah, I mean, as far as like, to me, you know, like I said, like I was shooting games with a 5D, you know, um, <laughs> you know, and, oh, that's you know. great.
0: You must've just
1: burned through that thing that year. Oh, you must've shot so many frames. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I ended up just like giving it? it away cause I had shot so much on it.
0: <laughs> what was that? Like yeah. four and a half frames a second or something or whatever yeah, it was
1: like, probably three. <laughs> probably, it was like just 12 megapixel. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, It made it work. Yeah, but the stuff today is is incredible. Oh. like the the technology they've, they uh, everything like. Um, it's. I mean, I think to myself, man, what would that would that have been like back in the day to have these camera bodies? Thirty frames a second on that Kobe dunk, it would have been insane, right? Yeah,
0: you'd had 180 images of him going.
1: Yeah, that whole sequence, and then
0: down landing. Emotion, All exactly. that stuff that that's what I've always felt like. For, I feel bad for like you know, when I would sit next to either Andy or McDonough and watch like they got the dunk.
1: Yeah. But you got and, that afterwards that, that then, they couldn't get. And yeah. then they
0: they got him going up court. But it was a, like they never, you know, you never see Andy's like great dunk Jubo afterwards yeah. where he's someone's pumping a chest because mm-hmm.
1: that's not what the NBA wanted. They
0: yep. wanted the dunk.
1: Yep. And you only get a certain amount of those, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and they're very nuanced sometimes because yeah. you can have like the weird face and the very next frame, both eyes can be completely open, yeah. you know, and it, and it's, it's fine. So that's the benefit of that. But then at the same time, like you're not going to necessarily, you know, blow that up if you needed to, right? you know, which I don't know that people are doing that as much anymore anyways, but.
0: Nate had one know. he posted, I don't know, long ago, but. He had one where somebody was, it was an older photo, somebody was dunking, but somebody else's strobe at Madison Square Garden had fired and it just made this weird, oh, yeah. like, enough to blow out the forehead. Like, it okay. was, and you're just like, oh.
1: Yeah. I mean, those, this, those.
0: But you don't, know, you know, 30 frames a second, you can pick a totally different mm-hmm. one now.
1: Right? Yeah, totally. And you, you shoot Nikon, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I haven't, I, I don't, their mirrorless is garbage. Really? Yeah. I... Well, I tested it out, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't give it to my clients yet. Mm. It's got. I got to feel totally comfortable to go out and not worry about it. If I'm worried about it, I'm not working. Okay, I'm worried. So, so for your for your high end stuff, what do you? It's all still you, the D stuff. Five six. I'm not touching any
1: mirrorless yet, or eight fifty. So you're you're not using like um, um, none of the Z. Okay, but like even in terms of like high end stuff that you're doing like are you using Hasselblad or No, cuz everybody
0: right now they don't they either like here at work it's either phase 1 okay or it's we use Canon here but everybody else has really kind of come to grips with being okay with a giant 850 you know AD850 file. Okay. Yeah. I mean that's
1: amazing. It's a massive file. Yeah, is, yeah. I mean it's a it's, massive file. It is I mean
0: yeah, they're gorgeous files. Yeah, so I, I'm not shooting anything square anymore for the majority of clients. That used to be. Oh, you got to be RZ or Hasselblad or whatever. Yeah. No, I mean I remember I had I went out and got a Mamiya six four five because that was a vertical magazine cover like standard. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a bunch of this stuff for like magazine work, and I was getting covers, so I just shot with that. Mm -hmm. It was didn't have to worry about with a Hasselblad. Like, Oh yeah, I'm cutting
1: your shoulder. It, I'm yeah. sorry. Framing it yeah, right. Come yeah. together. Come together. Yeah. No, yeah. I remember that. That yeah. was, was kind of weird. You, you could put those little slits inside yeah. the, the, the thing to, so you knew the where mirror
0: to, to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't need that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's it's off and that uh, drove me nuts. Yeah. I did. Ditched it. Yeah. What, what still lights your fire? What still inspires you?
1: As far as shooting, Um, are
0: you like when you get up, are you still like as fired up today as you were when you were that kid walking into the forum?
1: Yeah, I think the like the possibility and I think that's why we gravitate towards sports, like people who shoot sports end up realizing that they really like shooting sports (laughs) because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, and and you and you I always when I go to the stadium, I always think like I always think that something crazy is going to happen. Sure. You know, and, and a lot of the times probably doesn't, but you think that it's going to happen. And then, so you're, you know, you're, you're just psyching yourself out for this potential moment that might happen. And then all of the other potential moments that tell the story about that day. So that's what I like to try to think about in terms of like, okay, how is this day going to shape up? What's going to happen? What's going to be the story? Like, you know, and, and you're trying to make pictures that are indicative of that, that are Mm -hmm. trying to, to, when you look back at it and if there's a photo gallery or a carousel of images, you're just trying to, to, to really capture that and and tell that story. So for me, that's really like what I try to think about in terms of the one moment that could happen or, you know, that elusive slide that I never (laughs) seem to get, (laughs) you know? Um, But yeah, I mean... Stuff like that, I I really feel like, all right, you know, I'm going to make some crazy shot today. So, cause I always, I mean, I don't know if you're the same way, but I always feel like I can make a better shot. Oh like, yeah. I can make a better shot. Oh yeah. I'm you not know? done. Yeah. If I think I'm done, why am I doing this? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I want more. I'm constantly trying just more, more, more. Let's exactly. Get, I want better. I want better. Yeah. Being around athletes and shooting as much soccer as you do, especially if you're traveling, it's, you know, at least once a week you're shooting soccer. How are you keeping yourself in shape? Because if you're getting to a game at two o'clock and the game's at seven, you've got to have a meal in there at some point because you can't be going to bed at midnight and not
1: having a meal. How are you keeping yourself fit? Um, I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, but like sleep is very important for me. Sleep is super important because everything else kind of to me revolves around that. So if you're not getting good sleep, you're probably not going to eat very well. And if you're not sleeping very well, you're probably not going to have the energy to exercise or to be, you know, motivated enough to, like, make yourself a nice, healthy meal. Um, So, you know, to me, it's just kind of been one of those things where I want to be the best photographer that I can be. Like, I I know that, like, just physically, like, I'm I'm not where I used to be. I just can't be you know, be that person anymore. Um, so I like yoga, like I love doing yoga. It's been incredible for me, like health wise. Um, but I, I notice a difference when I'm taking better care of myself, when I'm, you know, running, like, like I try to, on game days, I try to like, at least go for like 35 minutes on the treadmill, you know, just try to get my blood flowing, right. something that simple. Um, Obviously, I try to get as much sleep as I can. It's hard when you have jobs lined up if there's a concert at Honda Center and I don't get back till late and then I have to be up or It's just certain things you can't control um, but you do see the difference. I feel like you do especially as you get older. You see what happens when you um, just put a little bit more attention on you know maybe don't eat all that chunky stuff late right um. Because my thing is I want to have this career as long as I can. And there's always somebody coming up behind you who wants your job. Mm-hmm. So I have to give myself the best advantage that I can, and that's just being in the right mental state, the right physical state. Now, are you state. talking
0: about like hours in your sleep? Like trying to get like five, six,
1: 10 hours? Like, What's your sleep in a day? So minimum of seven. Okay. Minimum. like. It, you, you need between seven and nine hours of sleep. Are um, you doing white noise? I do white noise, Okay, yeah, I do white noise. Um, you got the dark curtains, trying to keep it as dark. and the Dark curtains, I haven't got into the room yet. Okay. Yeah, uh, but that's like, so, I got that,
0: they're fantastic.
1: Yeah, they're amazing, so this past week on the road, dark curtains, like, oh, yeah, out. I'm nine. night. Um, I try to do natural melatonin, so tart cherry juice okay. is really good for that. Um, you take that for a few weeks, you get into your cycle, boom. And that's the other thing, the sleep cycle. Um, you know, I try to get up at the same time every day, no matter what, Right. no matter what. Um, it's just on me to get to bed at the right time. So I get the hours because the sleep rhythm is key in that to get those cycles to go through. Mm -hmm. Um, I wear the Apple watch right now for monitoring my sleep, but, um, even while you sleep. Yeah, I just switch it to the opposite arm. Okay. Um, but our, I've talked to our um, uh, fitness guys on the team. They're really big on the aura ring. And so I'm kind of thinking about going that route because supposedly it, it does a really good job of checking that. Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I, I just try to try to manage it as best you can. But even things like how late you eat, You know, can't have what you eat. Yeah. You can't have
0: those,
1: you know, can't have those heavy greasy meals, you know? Yeah. We're not 19 anymore. Yeah. And, and it does affect your mood. Like there's been so much about your gut health and how it affects your mood. And you know, sometimes, sometimes I'll be working and I'll just feel kind of like out of it. And then I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, why am I so, you know, off, sluggish off today, off, yeah. you know, like, you know, you know, when you have those times oh, when you're yeah. off and I'll think like, Oh, well I kinda, you know, I was drinking yesterday at my uncle's house and you know, I probably should have stopped before three o'clock, but you know what I mean? Things mm-hmm. like that, this little thing. So, you know, it, it, it's a discipline and it takes a little bit, you know, to get, you know, into the mindset of doing that. But I mean, I feel like once you do it, You'll be, you know, you'll be on the right path. Right. So full
0: circle, you're back at Art Center as a faculty. How did that happen? So
1: um, the chairman at the time, Dennis Keeley, um, was just looking for somebody to get sports back involved at really? Art Center. Yeah, because it hadn't been involved. I think. Um, I just wouldn't think of Art Center and sports. Yeah. No, there's not a, there's not a big demand for it. It's not like a really big, um, a big thing, but
0: fashion. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not thinking like how to lay down a bunt and take a picture of it.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, he had some students who were interested in it. And Hmm. so, you know, he, through Canon, he got my information. And, um, so he reached out to me and said, Hey, like, would you be interested in doing, you know, like, a um, Independent study with some students. And I said, yeah, I said, that'd be, that'd be cool. And he said, well, you know, it hasn't been as requested, you know, sports and stuff, but I'm starting to notice more and more interest in it. And, um, you know, Andy had been there for a while trying to, you know, work with students. And, you know, they've had a few people, um, Tony Dezino, mm-hmm. um, who was, you know, an instructor of mine back in the day, um, You know, so to me, I was like, I'd be happy to help. You know, it's pretty simple, just a, you know, um, independent study. So started with that. And then, um, you know, then it started to be like, oh, well, let's start to consider, you know, a a more involved class, like a workshop. So we were gonna try to do it um, last year. Obviously everything happened we're aiming for the summer, but with all the restrictions, like I want to bring students to my job. Right. Um, so the fall is actually when we're going to like have that like five, six week course. And then from there we'll see where it goes. That's great. You know? Yeah. So I'm excited about it because like I, I love teaching and I, I love talking to kids and getting there, picking their brain about you like, like you enjoy it a lot. Yeah. I like where they're kind of coming from and, you know, to see a little bit of that like naive perspective, and to say <laughs> like, okay, I see where you're going. I see where you're going. Here's what you got to think about. You know, um, and like like we were talking about the the business side of it. No, <sighs> like you know, and so with this course is I'll be teaching on sports action, but also on like shooting portraits and some of the things that you deal with, like working with agencies right um, the differences between being somebody who's like a staff or a team photographer or a freelancer um, so maybe I can have you come in and speak to the class as a guest love to because God knows those kids need help yeah so yeah. so often they're just lost
0: yeah they need some direction so it's good that you're you're able to do that and help them out I mean that's what they need people with real world experience not a bunch of guys who haven't been on the field in 30 years yeah they just don't know yeah
1: exactly exactly i mean that's what and that's why i feel it's important bringing them out like getting them involved in it getting their hands on because it's different do you get out there and and even in a a, like it's not it's not a high school thing these are like fast-paced action professional athletes things are happening fast like everybody who's taken the workshop that we've done with canon has been like man like i didn't realize how like fast all that stuff happens and how like they're fumbling over their cameras right. and what to grab and everything. And they're, you know, framing it right. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's not as easy as you Where think.
0: Where can they find those workshops?
1: Well, we don't do them anymore with Canon. Oh, Canon okay. stopped doing those. Uh, yeah that's yeah, a mistake. They stopped doing them. Um, so I've actually been talking a little bit with, uh, with John Lawrence about sort of doing those as like a freelance type thing. Um, It's just, I mean, like even guys with guys like Zach Noyle, who was one of their big workshop guys. um, I mean, they've done so many great things and they just didn't want to invest in that anymore. They got out of that game, Uh, especially with the pandemic. They just were kind of like, yeah, we'll support. Now, if you wanted to put on Matt Brown's workshop and you went to Canon and say like, hey, I need 20 cameras and 20 big lenses, they'd probably fully you know, support you with that, but they're like, well, we're not going to pay you to do it. You're going to have to make the money on your own, Right, right. which, you know, it's fine. So it happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, I mean, I'm still doing high schools. I'd work with Elsinore high school. Good. Um, the port of LA high school is going to be coming out in August. So yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just trying to do it. Trying to share it around, man.
0: I am so happy that uh, you're doing great. Everything's Thanks, working man. out. And that young, spry, very thin little kid oh, that was man. running around the goofy forum. knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> it's all worked out. Yeah man well, I, I have I, my bro moment with Chuck Mangione and you yeah, and Yeah, dude.
1: I know. And I miss G, man. Like, you know. Like, I got to have
0: him on. I'm going to track him down. I'm going to get him on for I sure. I hope so.
1: I yeah. hope so. Dude, those were those were great days, man. Like like like, you know, you and Kent and John and like it's just that era, man. It's like I, I don't wanna say golden era, but it was just it was. like No, say it. It was. Uh, you know, it was. like I mean It's like I'm saying like dudes like you who are trying to do, just trying to take that extra step and trying to just be creative and be different. And and like, yeah. I mean, same thing with with Garrett, like he'll he'll do the one stroke, you know what I mean? Like he's trying, he's trying to make something. Yeah, I mean, and and those things like those help shape me. Yeah. Know, today, so yeah, it's, I appreciate you it, having it, me. It
0: was the golden era because I look at it now. I caught a game I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I look at Andy and I see him sitting there. He's all alone. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't have <laughs> McDonough's claw yeah. right up against him. Yeah. There's nobody there. It's just I know. he's all by himself. And then flip his glasses down to yeah. we'll look, and he'll flip them back up. And yeah, and it's like yeah, we used to have it so good when we were stacked asses to elbows in that place. Yeah, those were the good days. Yeah, I know. I know they were. Where can people say. find your work?
1: Um, just at robertmora.com. Robert Mora photo on social media. All right, yeah, Hopefully. follow him. Thank you, I appreciate it, brother. You're the best man. I appreciate no, your time. You're the best man. Thank you, I appreciate it. Okay, cool.
0: That was awesome. Thanks. Thank you for listening to part two of my conversation with Robert Mora. You can check out his work at his website robertmora.com or on his Instagram page Robert Mora Photo. Please click the like button. Click the like button if you like this episode. Also, subscribe as well. You can find all our shows on the website, justgoodconversation.com.